Welcome to KJV Cafe, where we explore great truths from God's holy word in a simple, down-to-earth fashion. Romans 10:17 shows us where faith comes from. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let's grow our faith together in the cafe today. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. Grab your Bible and a hot cup of coffee or tea and join us now as we explore God's holy word. Amen. Glory to God. Welcome to the program. Welcome to the cafe. Hope you're having a wonderful day, a wonderful week. My name is Pastor Clark Covington here from Heartland Ministries to share a message on godly zeal. We are talking about having zeal today for the Lord. And we are getting into what it means to have zeal and why that is so helpful for us today as believers to understand that God wants us to be a zealous people. Amen. What does it mean to have zeal? It means to be passionate. You can't have zeal if you're not passionate. You know, I think that some people, um, especially maybe as they get older, they get settled. Do they not? They kind of get in a routine. Things don't surprise them as much. You know, they go through their day to day and maybe they're pretty even keeled. Oh, but, but when it comes to the things of God, hopefully Lord willing, they're very passionate. They can tell people could tell that, Hey, God is important to this person, a zealous person. Someone that has zeal for the Lord is very passionate for God. And that passion is a true, uh, a deep down part desire to live for God, not some short fleeting emotion, but it is something that is much deeper than that. They're devoted, which again gets into the idea that it's not some spring of emotion that's here for a day, gone tomorrow, but the devotion, a lifelong devotion is once you're saved forever, living for God, being kept by God, serving God, being passionate, you know, growing in the knowledge of the Lord each and every day, being more um, understanding of the Lord and growing closer to the Lord each day, progressively, right? Growing in God, being devoted, not turning from God and not wishy-washy. One day you're on fire for God. One day you don't believe if he's real, you know, all this. (laughs) The Bible says it's impossible to please God uh, without faith. Amen. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. I believe it's in the book Hebrews. And so we must be devoted, passionate and devoted, and then living it out, applying principles to your life Uh, and viewing others in this light. You know, when we are uh, zealous for God, it should inform our actions, our life. You know, if you're zealous for God, and the Bible tells us to be of a sober mind, and we know that we are a living example of Christ, uh, we know all these things, are you then going to go and hang out at the bar where wicked people are devising uh, evil plots and plans and mocking God and living for themselves and uh, living in a way that that is uh, hurting their holy temple, which is their body, what the Bible tells us. Are you going to go to those places and frequent those places if you are living it out, if you're applying the principles uh, of your 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 uh, Christian understanding and your Christian walk? Are, are you going to live those things out uh, in a way that compromises your faith, that compromises your witness? That As many people have said, the only Bible some people will read is you. And so if you believe in the Lord, amen, and then you're out there doing what they're doing, they're going to say there's no difference between that person and here I am in the world. I'll just stay right here in the world. 
And we don't want that, amen? We want them to be in heaven with us. We don't want them going to a devil's hell. And so if we're saved here today, we need to be different. We need to be set apart. And we need to be zealous, amen? And zeal literally means great energy or enthusiasm in pursuit of a cause or an objective. Great energy or enthusiasm in pursuit of a cause or an objective. And zeal isn't something that we decide we're going to have. Amen. Zeal, I believe, in my understanding and in my walk with the Lord, comes naturally as we seek him. And so the more that we seek God in his word, in understanding, the idea, um, the idea of, 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 of the Lord knocking uh, and, and us opening the door or us knocking and him opening the door, but the idea of being receptive to what he's telling us and seeking, right? Asking God the tough questions, going to him in prayer, researching uh, beyond researching, uh, becoming a, a mission in some sense for the Lord, even if it's in your workplace or your school, but evangelizing all these things, all of these proper Christian um, ways that we are to live, right? Which again, are also inspired by God and done by the Holy Spirit, that will create a zeal in us. And so truly here, the message behind the message is if you don't have zeal for the Lord, get close to God, seek him, make it a point to pray. You know, we have discipline about a lot of things, do we not? We'll say no to a wonderful dessert, a, a beautiful cake. We'll say, no, I, I can't eat that. My, you know, whatever it is, my diet or dietary needs or whatever it may be. We will have a discipline. We'll say, Oh, I'd love to watch a show, but it's, it's 1030. I got to go to bed. I got to get up early for work or, you know, we'll have discipline. Your friends want to go to a movie. I, I can't go. Uh, I got to go, uh, you know, with my kids on a trip tomorrow, whatever it is, we have discipline, right? But then when it comes to the ways and the things of God, do we sit there and buckle up and say, Lord, every single day I've committed to read your word and I'm going to do it. Because when we have discipline for God, whether it's reading his word, whether it's praying without ceasing, whether it's seeking his will in our life, whether it's uh, working to overcome a temptation, whether it's uh, uh, witnessing to others, when we have that discipline about us, God will provide us with a healthy zeal for him. I believe that. And we see this zeal in 2 Kings 10, 16. Here's our text verse. And he said, come with me and see my zeal for the Lord. So they made him ride in his chariot. Now, who is he? That is Jehu. Jehu uh, is a commander. He was a commander of the uh, northern uh, Israel army. Later, he becomes king of northern Israel, and he set about to judge the wicked Israelite rulers. Jehu was the one uh, that finally gets to uh, have Jezebel killed, rids all the house of Ahab. Remember, Ahab was a very evil ruler, and he even removes all Baal worship from the people. And that's who Jehu is. Jehu is telling this other individual whose name is Jehonadab, son of Rechab, to come in his chariot because he was he wanted him to see his zeal for the Lord. And Jehonadab uh, is a devout individual. Uh, he's part of the Rechabites. He's kind of the father, the figurehead of the Rechabites. And the Rechabites were a nomadic people. There were nomads. They were here, there, and everywhere but they weren't settled in a place. They did not build houses. They abstained from wine. They did not sow or plant seeds. They did not plant vineyards. Uh, they were sober people. They were faithful to abide by these rules from this time here in 2 Kings 10 all the way to the time of Jeremiah uh, 35, which scholars believe is over 200 years. So there are devout people. The example I gave the congregation on Sunday they kind of remind me of the Amish and I'm not making like 
legal legalistic uh, comparisons of well, the Amish live and how the Rechabites lived, but the Amish are, are they not set apart? Right? If you start thinking of the most uh, pure version or most um, the most uh, set apart version of the Amish, whatever you want to call it, maybe not pure, but the most set apart version of the Amish, they follow an individual who teaches separation from the world, and they use scriptures to back up not using electricity and and all of these other things, and and they are just set apart. Uh, the Rechabites kind of remind me in that way that they are, they have a belief and they have a zeal for God and they are going to stay set apart. In fact, the Rechabites were loyal to their beliefs. Jeremiah 35, 2, go into the house of the Rechabites and speak unto them and bring them into the house of the Lord, into one of the chambers and give them wine to drink. And then Jer- Jeremiah 35, 5 through 6, and I set before the sons of the house of the Rechabites pots full of wine and cups, and I said unto them, drink ye wine. And they said, we will drink no wine. For Jehonadab, the son of Rechab, that's the same individual that Jehu was saying, get in my chariot, watch how zealous I am. Our father commanded us saying, ye shall drink no wine, neither ye nor your sons forever. And so they abstained even when God had tested them saying, go ahead and offer them wine. They said, we will not do it because of this individual. And so we see here Jehu saying, get in my chariot. I'm going to show you how zealous I am for the Lord to Jehonadab, uh, a Rechabite, and kind of again, the father figure of the Rechabites. And they go off. And what do they do? Uh, For time's sake, I'll paraphrase. They go in that chariot. They make sure they wipe out the rest of Ahab and his followers. They then go to the temple of Baal. They have everybody come in. They make sure cleverly to get everyone in there and they slaughter them all. They don't leave a single one behind. They absolutely wipe out all of Baal worship. They bring down the, 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 um, images and the altars of Baal. Everything is gone. And God is pleased by this because this was an abomination to God. It was a false God. Can you imagine being God and creating all things, being all knowledgeable and all wise and being so merciful and delivering the Israelites out of the hand of Egypt, out of bondage, to only see them turn to these false gods with these people that are not his own, and they turn to false God worship, and they're involved in these pagan things? It's an abomination to God. To a holy God, could there be anything worse? It's disgusting. And so God had Jehu come and wipe it out. And Jehonadab, the Rechab is a, uh, the Rechabite, excuse me, is a picture of a zealous on fire believer that is set apart or different than the world. And so what we are to learn from this is that we too need to be set apart. Jehu and the Rechabites They were zealous for the Lord in this passage of scripture. And I say this because sadly, Jehu later on falls short here and ends up in trouble. And so he's not perfect, amen. But he did do this thing and he was rewarded for it. And I'll get to that in a later episode, but he was rewarded for it. And so what we want to think about today is how can we be zealous for the Lord? Because in this scripture, and you may be thinking, Brother Clark, I'm I'm hearing you. I hear what this happened, but this is Old Testament. And these individuals were wiping out a pagan temple. We don't really have that these days. Uh, What does this have to do with me? That's a good question if you're thinking that. And the answer is it's got a lot to do with you. You know, the whole Bible can instruct us. God calls it the living word. And in these last days, we are tempted to turn to false idols. We are tempted to turn to false gods. Uh, Is a sports team not an idol if it's more important in your heart than God? Is a 
Hollywood movie or franchise of movies, more important if it's in your heart above God? Is a school or even a peer group more important if it's in your heart higher than God? Um, Is uh, work or a job title or job status more important if it's in your heart higher than God? You know, God knows the heart. And so he knows the idols that you have in your life. And if you are unwilling to wipe those idols out and to be zealous for God, then you are falling short of what he's called you to do. He's called us to be a zealous people. And there's actual scripture on what God wants us to do that we'll get to, uh, Lord willing, in the next episode. But just for now, for time's sake, I want you to think about this idea of what have you put in your life ahead of God. Because it pleased God for Jehu to to go in and wipe out all these false prophets of Baal. It pleased God to test uh, the Rechabites and to see their faithfulness in abstaining from the thing that they were abstaining from for the glory of God. That pleased God. Do we have a testimony that pleases God? Do people look at us and say, you know what? They don't get yoked up in the world, right? That would please God. That would be an example of God's holiness shown through our lives. We call ourselves Christian. We are to be Christ-like. And if we are to be Christ-like, then we are to be set apart or different. Amen. We are to be like our Lord. You know, the Bible tells us, Jesus tells us that the servant is not greater than his master. So we accept we expect exceptions in our lives. We expect God to just understand this is how it is and this is what the crowd does. When in fact, we need to be on fire for God and not expect any kind of exception, but to live in a way that destroys the idols in our lives. And when we do that, we will show godly zeal. And when we do that, we will please the Lord. And when we do that, we will be a witness to others that living for God is much different than living for the world. I thank you so much for listening. I wish I had more time to dive in here. I got a lot to say, but I thank you for listening. I urge you to tune in next time as we look at more godly zeal examples. Thank you. Take care. God bless and amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of KJV Cafe. Have a question for Pastor Clark? Email him directly at clark at enduringpromise.org or visit kjvcafe.com and click the envelope button on the homepage. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. We'll close today with Psalm 119 verses 166 through 168. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee.